0: All right, how are y'all doing? Good. I'm blessed. Blessed? Awesome. What a good word to use, Eddie. What a good word. Well, hey, guys, I'm glad you're here. Tonight is, if you don't know, um, tonight is our first opening night for That's What She Said, which is our sermon series. I know, I know. I just saw literally three of y'all's faces go, what? All right, so let me, let me explain. I want to intro it like that. Um, I believe that we as believers have the right to mock the world. And let me explain. I think it's in the scriptures over and over and over. I think when people do things and say things that they think is inherently funny, um, I think it's even funnier to then go to the scriptures and find how what they're saying is actually Nonsense. And so what I mean by that is that if you have any sort of um, biblical understanding or if you grew up in church or if you've ever accidentally opened your Bible, which 99% of the time in the middle you land on Psalms or Proverbs, um, in the middle of one of those books, they reference wisdom and, and God personifies wisdom as a lady, right? So wisdom is a woman and she has things to say. Now our sermon series... We want to know what she says. Like, legitimately, we, we as believers want to know what the personified vision of God has declared for us on how to live our lives. So we are going to do this for um, about six weeks. Tonight being the first, we're going to tonight lay down a foundation. What is wisdom? And now I know half of you are about to check out because you're like, I know that one. I know the definition of wisdom. But I want to. I want to get really, really deep with it. Like I don't want to just read like a dictionary definition. I want to scan the scriptures and I want to say what really is wisdom? What does she say? What does she say not to do? And then ultimately, what's the benefit of finding her words? What's the benefit of um, yielding a relationship with her? So, uh, Lady Wisdom, it's poetry. If you don't know Proverbs, a lot of it's poetry. And so, um, there's four poems about a woman, and she tells you what to do in her life, how to live. And we're going to follow those for four weeks. Then we're going to look at prayer. But tonight, we're going to look at the foundation. So... I want you all to try and repeat after me, and it's not fair because I had some experience and I watched a YouTube video like 37 times on how to say this, and I just want to be able to laugh at you all, but chokhmah, all right, you all try, everyone, I got to see people's lips move, chokhmah, all right, that's Hebrew, good job, all of you all just passed. If Logan's in the room, she can't tell me I said that wrong or right, but anywho, that is the word that the Hebrew uses for wisdom. Now, if you trace that word throughout the Old Testament, when they say wisdom, this is what they mean. Most of the time, it's referencing a person who has skill, but not just the ability to have a skill, like not just the knowledge of how to weld, or how to build, or how to be a carpenter, but the actual skill to then do it. Does that make sense? So they're they're not just, it's not someone who's smart, it's not someone who's read a book, it's not someone like me who watches YouTube videos on how to do everything, that's not wisdom, Wisdom is being able to actually fulfill the skill that you're wanting to see. So that's chokma is the word that we're going to talk about tonight. I want to lay down the foundation. What is this? Because if it's a skill, if it's something that needs to be worked on, then we, we might want to know what it is. We, want, we, we might want to know what it is so that we can use it. Now, a couple of just facts before we dig in about wisdom. Um, Proverbs 8 tells us that wisdom... Before anything was, except for God, before anything, before earth was created, before anything, God stood there, was there with wisdom. And then when he created, he used wisdom to intrinsically, with everything he created, weave her in and out throughout everything. Like God had a specific plan for everything, how it was made, how it should operate, our souls Our physical beings, both of those have an exact unique way that God has intrinsically wired it to work, and knowing how that situation works and walking obediently in it is what wisdom is. Easier said than done, right? Like how many of us know what to do in certain situations, but then actually doing it is the hard part? Right. So before the foundation was laid, wisdom was there. Before the sky, the heavens, wisdom was there. Now, uh, my favorite, I'm an Animal Planet guy, I don't know if y'all like animals as much as I do, but um, cheetahs, right? Fastest land mammal, anyone know? Can any of y'all tell the difference between a cheetah and a leopard? Like three of you, okay, good job, four, sorry. Okay, so cheetahs are the fast ones. They run up, I think it's like 70 kilometers an hour, which is faster than all of us in this room, so it doesn't even matter trying to calculate how many miles per hour that is. But 70 kilometers an hour, and they're the fastest, like they track everything down. But here's the thing about a cheetah. It lives out in the savannas, in the plains where it's open, right? That's why it's successful. It's like an open field. There aren't things that are going to stop it from hitting its full speed. Now, you take a cheetah and you put him in a rainforest, that puppy's going to die really quickly. He's not catching anything, right? He doesn't have the ability to gain speed. He's going to hit trees. They're, I don't know if you know what a rainforest is. I know they're slowly dying, but like there's everywhere, right? There's trees everywhere. Cheetahs will not survive in that atmosphere, would they? What about a fish? Fish are super fast, right? In water, take a fish out of water and they do this like weird floppy thing, right? If you played Pokemon growing up, you know exactly what that means. Like Magikarp, just all he did, he could flutter. He couldn't do anything, right? Just a little nerd reference for some of y'all. Here's my thing, guys. So physically, we all are aware that there's a mechanic, right? Like if my car was broken, I would take it to someone who has wisdom and knowledge about how to fix a car. I wouldn't take it to any of you in here. I wouldn't go, hey, can you fix my car? Because you probably don't know. I would find someone who does. Physically, this is an easy concept. The world has this down, we have this down, we know what wisdom is, but maybe we don't. What about our souls? What about the, like, the actual depth of our lives? Is there a type of wisdom that is to be operated in there? And if there is, what does that look like? I think that's the question we need to answer tonight. So if you have your Bibles, Proverbs 1, one through nine is where we're gonna start. If you don't have your Bible, it's on the screen. So let me read. The Proverbs of Solomon, son of David, king of Israel. To know wisdom and instruction, to understand words of insight, to receive instruction in wise dealing, in righteousness, justice, and equity, to give prudence to the simple, knowledge and discretion to the youth. Let the wise hear and increase in learning, and the one who understands obtain Guidance To understand a proverb and a saying, the words of the wise and their riddles. The fear of the Lord is the beginning of knowledge. Fools despise wisdom and instruction. Hear, my son, your father's instruction and forsake not your mother's teaching, for they are a graceful garland for your head and pendants for your neck. So, I told you it's poetry, and if you're like me and you're like super unattached to that part of your soul that God gave you, but it's very small, uh, It it's all super rhythmic. And it seems if we read the Proverbs that it's all very outward, and it's very like like when I read this my first time, my first time through, I immediately thought, what can I do to inherently learn how to have knowledge and discretion, and how can I not… the Proverbs 12, 1, my new favorite verse, it says you're stupid if you don't like reproof. It uses the word stupid, which is awesome because normally we wouldn't think that God talks like that, but it, it, it is. It's like, man, you're a fool. You're stupid if you don't. So I read this and I'm like, what do I need to do to not be stupid or a fool? Right, that's, that's what I wanna know. But I think there's a deeper level. And, and I want us to learn that throughout the series. Like I want you guys, like I know this is teaching time, but, but I want you guys as we walk through this tonight to think to yourself, have I my entire life thought gaining wisdom and growing in this was just an outward thing? Like that I think gaining wisdom was maybe just a how to orchestrate a situation so that I can come out successful or better than when I went into it. But what if there's a wisdom to your soul and how you live your life and how you handle deep situations? What if there's a wisdom that goes deeper than, than riches and gold? There's a, in Job, another literature that is classified as wisdom literature, it literally says wisdom is more valuable than anything you could purchase. If that's true, then you wouldn't want to use wisdom to go and attain anything because that would be counterintuitive. It's literally priceless. The only other thing that the scriptures I know reference to is your heart being priceless your soul, the inward parts, the things that make you feel and do the things you, that you naturally do every day, the ins and outs of your life. So I think wisdom, as we go through this series, to lay down a foundation, is not about outward action. Like, I, I want to stop us before we get in there. I don't think it's about doing things. I think it's about a reflection of your heart, and I promise all of this will collide at the end. Two things I want to point out about this one through nine passage. One is... It's not a self-help thing. That's not what the Proverbs are. Like I know when you do your daily devotional, like I'm sure occasionally you run through Proverbs and you're like, okay, I need to do these things. All right, don't, you know, don't do this, do this. Be this, don't do that. It's not what the intention of this is for. It's not, it's not trying. Wisdom is passed down knowledge from generation to generation. But here's my dilemma. How many of y'all know what the book of Ecclesiastes is? right? Have you ever read it? He literally says there's nothing out there that has any worth whatsoever. So if we're trying to get something with and that's a wisdom literature, it's one of the three. We have Job, Ecclesiastes, and Proverbs. If two of them are about losing everything and how everything on this planet like actually ultimately sucks, I think is the word he would use today, like there's no benefit in it. And then there was one of the three that said, hey, do these things so that you can earn riches, so that you can be good, so that you can find this imaginary life that you've always dreamed you would live in. Just do these things. I think that'd be counterintuitive, right? Like literally three books, two of them are telling you it's not about outward things. And then one of them references outward things but it's about the heart. The second thing about wisdom that I thought was interesting here is this, verse 9. It's a graceful garland for your head and pendants on your neck. What that means is wisdom is something that we can wear. Like, wisdom is something that you can obtain, you can have. As you walk around, you can have it unless you take it and then shove it in a jewelry box and don't look at it again. Right? So it's this concept. We can wear wisdom. We can have wisdom. It's not this unattainable thing. It's not a physical thing. It's a soul thing. So as we go through and look at the literature, we look at Job, who I don't know if you know the story of Job. I don't want to assume all of you do. But essentially, the man loves the Lord deeply and then loses everything and then where the wisdom comes in in Job is how he handles the situation when he loses everything. So, so let me ask you, if Job was wise and he wrote a book on wisdom and he said, be wise, and we had to get something for being wise, how come he lost everything and was called wise? What if wisdom is maybe handling situations that don't look like the way you thought they were going to look out? What if that's, that's when you wear the pendant? That's when the, gra- the garland is being put on you. That's when wisdom is used. But most of us would think wisdom is like, hey, I saved 30 cents last month because I didn't, you know, I didn't go buy these things. Or I I didn't get a coffee at Starbucks this week. Like, dude, I was wise. You see that? If I keep doing that for 20 years, I'll have $800 saved up. Boom. Wise. Or or maybe it's a book. Maybe you're like, I need to gain some wisdom. And so you go check out what the newest best book is for your Christian faith. You're like, all right, whatever my sin is, whatever my idol is, I'm going to go and pursue wisdom and then I'm going to get over it. Like whatever this thing is, this hurdle, that's how I'm going to achieve it. But that's attached to the outward thinking, isn't it? You just said the soul thing that we very clearly see here is deeper than an outward action. We just made it an outward action. I have to do this. I have to be this. I have to stop doing this. And it's, it's not outward though, it's inward. Which causes us to have a bit of a dilemma. So chokhmah, wisdom, let's dive into it. Actually look at what the Bible says it is. If I had to ask you guys where you would go for wisdom outside of the Bible, what do you think most of y'all's answers would be? Like in your head right now, think of like, where would I go if I had to find wisdom outside of the Bible? Right? Do do some of y'all have an answer? Do y'all have something that pops up? Yoda. (laughs) It's a great answer. I'm not even going to tell you what mine was. That's the best answer there is. Right? We, We, listen, I'm being serious, guys. You guys pursue whether you know it or not, you pursue wisdom in places that are not the Bible all the time. For your job, for your relationships. Like how many of you guys would, how do I, how do I get a husband? How do I get a wife? How do, I, how, do I, how do I gain success in my career? How do I not be in this season? You've gone and checked something out that wasn't the Bible, haven't you? You don't have to lie to me. I, I, I've been there. Yes, I do that too. We, we do this. But we should be looking for chokhmah, wisdom. So Colossians 2 um, is where we're going to be. I'm going to help our millennial ADD caffeine-driven mind so that we don't jump all over the place, and I'm going to try and just stay here, all right, because I, I tend to jump around a bit. So Colossians 2, let me read, and then we'll, uh, we'll actually get into the night, I guess. That was my intro on wisdom. I'm sorry it took so long. All right, here we go. Colossians 2. For I want you to know how great a struggle I have for you and for those at Laodicea and for all who have not seen me face to face, that their hearts may be encouraged, being knit together in love. Now listen, this is the part I want to pay attention to tonight. To reach all the riches of full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery. All right, I want to stop there. Here's my thing. When I became a believer, it was truly this mystery of what's next. Liz and I actually talked about this a little bit today. And and just to be super honest and open with you all for like where this week has been for me, um, I found out my grandma has cancer. And it's one of those things where it's like, She's older, we're from South Africa, so she's super far away. She was down here and last time she's not a believer. I could have told her the gospel, but I didn't tell her the gospel. And now it's one of those things where the mystery of God, like what happens after you die, all of a sudden has become a super real thing for me this week. Like it has, like it's normally not. Usually my weeks aren't, what's the mystery of life after death? Like it's not something that's rattled on my mind all the time, but right now in this season it is. And here's the reality, all of us, whether you're the most perfect human or, or not, you will go into the season. There will be a season where someone you love passes away, where something strikes up the thought of God's mystery of like, what is salvation? What happens after I die? Where, where do I come from? What is my purpose? Why am I, maybe it's not even death, maybe it's a step back from that. Why am I in this season right now? Like, why am I here? What, God, why did you do this? right like we constantly are challenged with mysteries that god puts before us and then what do we usually do in that like what's your response to that maybe you get angry maybe you run to the lord I mean, we have different natural instincts but all of us have the same problem there's this mystery about god that enters into our life and maybe it wounds us maybe it throws us off maybe it rocks the boat a little bit and then all of a sudden we have to run and find wisdom and understanding and what do we do? We run to the world. We run to our sin. Maybe even worse, we run to ourselves, right? Like, we run to our feelings. We run to our emotions. What's the mystery in your life? Like, what, what right now are you like, God, why is this the way it is? Maybe I don't like making fun of singleness, but like maybe, it's, maybe it's that. Maybe some of you in here are like, God, why am I single? Like, why, why I'm not, I don't think I'm called to singleness, like, I want to be married, why am I not? Right? Like, what's the mystery? What are you hiding from me? Can you not show me the purpose? Because remember, the God we worship is the one who, in the beginning, created everything and intrinsically weaved wisdom into it. So there's an answer, there's an understanding to to be had, but you have to go and search for it. Remember, it's a skill. It's like, it's not just because you know how to do something doesn't mean you're doing it. So if wisdom's a skill, it's a deep heart thing. It's not an outward action thing. And wisdom helps us understand these mysteries in our lives that God has before us. I think this is something we should probably more seriously pursue. Right? Because th- those are the hardest seasons. I mean, we, we can be real with each other, right? Like when everything goes completely wrong, like that causes hurt and frustration and anger like i'm speaking from experience from this week i've been on like a roller coaster ride of emotions where i'm like why why would you do that why would you she why would you bring up the, why do i feel guilty why 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 there's this mystery in our lives and we want answers now here's the problem when that happens if you're anything like me i literally heard this news and i went oh, well, I'm in Proverbs, so I can go find some wisdom. And so what I did is I just opened up to Proverbs, and I was like, I'm going to start reading random lines until something pops up that gives me an answer. And the problem with that is, is if you've ever read Proverbs, Solomon's a madman, and it doesn't make any sense. Like, the dude needed Ritalin because every other sentence doesn't make any sense. He jumps from side to side and place to place, and most of it doesn't even coherently make sense. But maybe that's because we're not viewing it correctly. Let me just read it random. I just open up randomly. I mean, as the heavens for height and the earth for depth, so the heart of kings is unsearchable. Take away the, the dross, I don't even know what that is, from the silver, and let the smith materials for a vessel. Now, when you're hurting and you run to that verse, I don't know about you, but there's no treasure to be had, right? Like there, I don't find any comfort in that wisdom, right? Like, like Maybe the wisdom you know. Maybe this is your situation. Maybe you're in a difficult spot and you're like, God's got everything, he's got everything under control. But the fear in that is that still means that someone, like my grandma could still, she could die. And if that's under his control, now I have to battle that. Like I have to, we have to deal with these things. So wisdom, knowledge, that doesn't, that didn't help in that situation, did it? Like if the outcome is still the outcome, did the knowledge of just knowing these things do anything? No. No, it didn't. But thankfully, guys, I'm sorry if some of y'all have anxiety and your heart's just racing right now. I'm not meaning to yell at y'all. But thankfully, our God loves us and He knows us and He became a man and He walked on this planet and He knows exactly what that feels like. Like the shoes that we're in, this, this confusion, this fog, this mess of things, and then us just being like, what's going on? Why are you doing this? He, he's been there, he, He's walked in those shoes. And so he's going to give us the answer here. So the question is, man, how do I, how do I understand what's going on, God? How do, I, how do I see what you're seeing in this situation and, and you still expect me to worship you? To reach all the riches, a full assurance of understanding and the knowledge of God's mystery, which is Christ. So there's a little bit of a sting for me because what this just said is your circumstances aren't about you. When God created everything in the beginning with wisdom in mind, intrinsically wiring and weaving everything together, it was about this person named Jesus Christ. It was about His glory. It was about His kingdom. It was about His reverence. It was about His love and His life, not about yours. Like I said this last week, and I'll keep saying this, you're not in here i'm not in here and the problem is is that we live our lives seeking wisdom and, and even wisdom we're like oh this surely this is about me it has wisdom i need to attain wisdom i am in this but you're not what did it just say you want you want assurance you want understanding you want knowledge of god in the mysteries of your life it's jesus that that's who you're looking for he even goes a bit deeper in whom are hidden all the treasures of wisdom and knowledge. So in, in my difficult season this week, and this week has been all over the place, I'll be honest, I didn't necessarily think it felt like a treasure knowing that this was about God. It didn't. I wasn't like, man, He's, he's phenomenal for doing this. For, for, being, for not stopping this. Not that he does these acts, but he can definitely stop it. He could heal like that, and he doesn't. But it's not about me. It's not about my wants, it's not about my desires, it's about his desires, and that's wisdom. That's what wisdom is saying. It's not if, if it's good for the kingdom of Jesus Christ, and, and that's what he says, then I need to align my eyes with what he's saying. I need to seek the circumstance and I need to see God in this crazy mess. How can I find your glory? How can I find your love? How can I see your death and resurrection and worship you? Because it's there, it's the full, the full assurance. Of these things are in him so we want we want wisdom right why do we run to everything else to get it like why do we why do we run to our to our friends to our relationships why do we run to our idols or even why do we run to our sin Right, like day in and day out, we're like in the midst of this huge scheme of life, that roller coaster that we have to ride, we're simultaneously like hoarding all of these sins from God, and he's like, hey, I I want to be near to you, I want to love you, I want your heart, I want you close to me, I want you to know me, because there's this huge drop coming in your life, and you need to know me. A a skill, wisdom, chokhmah, it, it, it means that you have to train in it, right, like I can't go watch a YouTube video one time, store up some knowledge, and then restore a car. I would need to go figure out what I'm doing and train in it and sit in it and and learn some things by actually putting my hands to the material. So wisdom is, is not you guys going and learning things and then being able to leave quoting them. It's not you guys coming here and being like, worship God this week. I listened to Leon teach. I'm good to go. No, no, wisdom is you coming in here hearing the word of God and then going, this week I'm going to apply some of that to my life. Like maybe you're, not in a, maybe you're not in the season or the week I'm in. Maybe you are. But God's wisdom is about us leaving here and then actually going and walking in the steps of obedience for that because in doing that, we're not painting a better picture of ourselves. We're not, we're not manipulating God to get the outcome that we want. What we're doing is we're knowing him. We're trusting Him. We're allowing His love that conquered death to embrace us and call us His own. My biggest fear is that, just like on the other side of this in Philippians, before you get to Colossians, and it's not on the board, is that over and over again the Word of God says practice these things. Like, it lists out all these things. Like, hey, you have anxiety. Hey, you have worry. Hey, you think there's a mystery. Okay, okay, let me tell you, just practice these things. And don't do them so you can manipulate me. Do them so that you can love me more and know me more. But we, in and out, week in, week out, month in, month out, just, we hear it, we understand it. There's no leaving in a heart who actually wants to do any of it. Right? Like, how many times have we been like, all right, I'm going to lay this sin down only then to literally leave that circumstance and run right back to it. Like, like, where is that putting the pen to the paper? But here's the thing, it's not on you, is it? I'm not, I'm not preaching works here. I'm not telling you to go do stuff. So now everyone's confused. Everyone's like, okay, I got to practice these things, but I need to not do outward things. Like, what is going on? Let me read this for y'all. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is honorable, Whatever is just, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is commendable, whatever is excellent, anything worthy of praise, think about these things. Think about these things. What you have learned and received and heard and seen in me, practice these things and the God of peace will be with you. Maybe you're not in a difficult season. I promise you there will be one. And this is me being as loving and gentle and kind as I possibly can. And it's not me. This is the Word of God being so sweet and generous to, to us. He's going, hey, there's a bumpy road ahead. Why don't you come in so that I can, I can just know you and I can, I can be near you? Because you're going to need a lot of me there to have any sort of understanding for what's coming in. Right? Like, wisdom isn't about necessarily where you're standing with the Lord right now. Because remember, we believe Jesus died for us. We believe… God sees Jesus in our place. So it's, it, wisdom is not about applying these things right now so you can manipulate your, your way to God. It's you're already with God. He just wants to comfort you down the road. Maybe if that was the heartbeat, the soul behind us fighting sin, maybe if that was the reason we fought sin and pursued God and actually pursued holiness and actually worshipped the Lord with our heart, maybe it would have a different outcome than us just doing it to do it because we want to to see our right now get fixed. Like wisdom isn't for right now, it's for down the road. And wisdom isn't about you, it's about Jesus. So I could sit here and I could close this and I could try and give you every application in the book and be like, read more, study more, do this, do that. But my fear is you guys already knowledge, you already know all of this. My fear is that your heart doesn't realize that wisdom's far more than outward action. It's a heart that's presented to the Lord. Like, we don't do these silly things just to do them. Like, God doesn't look at this and go, finally, he worshiped. No, no, no. God God likes you, and he likes your heart, and he wants you to worship him with that, not your outward action. Jesus wants you he wants your soul he wants the the, the cost that jesus 's life paid was infinitely bigger than you could ever understand, like all of our sin in this room placed on his shoulders and then not that not not that but then Taking our sin, standing before God and receiving the wrath of God for sin, for rejecting Him, for turning away from Him. Every time you and I pick an idol and pick our sin and we go, this is better than you, God, He stores up wrath because He's perfect and holy and God is for God because this is all about Him. But guess what? We don't have to stand in front of that because Jesus did. Right, like Jesus took that punishment. That's why when it says fear the Lord, that's the beginning of wisdom, the beginning of understanding. It's because it was the thing that Jesus did that allows any of it to take place. You want to fight sin? You want to stop idolizing things? You want to know the Lord more deeply? It starts with looking at Jesus. It starts with going, I want to get get closer to him. I want to know him. I want to know his heart. I want to know what he thinks about me. I want to know how he loves me. I want to worship Him, I want to praise Him, not just in church, but in my entire life. Every step I take, I want to, I want to work on this skill and I want to grow it and I want to, I want to like, invest every ounce of my life in it. Here's the reality, guys, and this is my conviction. It's my, last, it's my last point. Whatever area in your life you think you're doing a good job of hiding from God, like the, the parts of your soul that God's like, hey, cough it up. He could, in a snap of his finger, not even in a snap of his finger, by the breath of his mouth, rip that out of your life without you having any chance. But he loves you enough to go, I'm not going to do that. I want to see your heart. I want to see your wisdom, your desire and passion for who I am. I want to see that give that up for me because I'm better. Like, I want you to see the value that I stood in front of the wrath of God taking on your sin. I want you to see the value of that. That's the foundation of wisdom. It's what Jesus did on the cross. And now he is alive and he is calling us to a kingdom. And he says, one day I'm coming back and I want you there. In wisdom, in belief, in faith in that, can you walk obediently today? Not tomorrow, just tonight. Like can you from tonight till midnight, just can you with the Lord in your heart go, all right, I'm not going to set this weird 30-month goal or 30-day goal of abstaining from all of this nonsense J- just for the amount of time that I know I can control. For the next six hours, I'm going to give my anxiety to you. I- I'm going to give my, all this weight of the world, all my desire to please people, for the next six hours, I'm going to give it to you. And when that six hours is up, I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again. I'm going to do it again because I see the value for what you have bought me. And so I want to pray for us tonight, but tonight what I want is I don't, I don't have an answer for us because I'm in this season. Like I don't have some theological solid truth that you're like, that's good. We need to write that down. I don't have it this week and it's because I'm struggling with this. Like I'm struggling with going, here God, here's, here's two hours, man. I trust you, Please. Like, two, can I just have two hours where I pursue you and you show me that you love me? And so that's my heartbeat for us, like for, for all of us in here tonight. That we would just step by step, not do things, not plan some massive thing. We just, can we just give our hearts to the Lord? Can we value what he's done for us? Can we see it more clearly and allow that to be the reason we do what we do? Let me pray for us. Father, my heart is all over the place. My mind has been racing for a week now and I know in this audience there's a lot of us who are in the same place. Lord, we're confused. We don't know what's going on with our lives. We don't know why you have us where you have us and we know in a heartbeat you could change everything. But Lord, I know you're good. I know you love me and I know you died for me and you rose again and you call me your own now. So would you just give me the strength, the mercy, the grace to just, just for a few hours tonight, would I just give myself to you? And then Lord, would you create in me a desire for wisdom and obedience to just keep doing that? Like would I just keep repeating obedience not because I want to be better or look cool or it's because I want to know you. So Lord, I pray for these men and women in here tonight that they would have that same desire, that it wouldn't take you putting us in deep, dark seasons for us to notice the blessing that you have given us in your Son. But that, Lord, we would see it even on the mountains when we're living life to the fullest, we would see the value and worth of Jesus Christ. Lord, there's no darkness in my life that you cannot conquer, and that's true for all of us in here if we are in Christ. So would you give us your spirit tonight? Would you change our hearts? Jesus, we we love you. We need you. It's in your beautiful name, I pray. Amen. Amen.